Hey, Fitness Business Secrets listeners. Today, I'm talking to Christian Leach. He's a successful online and offline fitness personal trainer. We are gonna learn how Christian went from a teacher career path to a personal training at a big box gym to a successful online and offline fitness business owner. So a couple of jumps and he was almost at six figures. While also you're gonna learn what percentage of the training price you can expect to keep when training at a big box gym and a boutique gym. Also, you'll learn how to possibly increase your pay by renting or leasing gym floor time instead of doing a split. Also, we'll find out what made Christian choose to focus on training women going through menopause. Also, something interesting we'll find out is what the best program length is for a weight loss program and how to customize it to attract new customers because sometimes the best length is a long length and not so enticing for new customers. Now you might ask, if someone does a program, don't you lose the customer after they're finished? Christian talks about how he keeps his clients well after they finish their program. Also, we're gonna find out the hard choices he had to make and you may think about making so that you can create your dream work family life schedule. And then finally, we're gonna find out how Christian built up his online training business and his fitness video library on a part-time, if not one day a week schedule. Stay tuned. Fitness coaches get more clients by learning the secret techniques successful trainers and gym owners are using to grow their business in person and online. Create multiple streams of income by training clients online, selling challenges, and growing your membership. This is the Fitness Business Secrets Podcast, and I'm your host, Christy Oshita. I've built two fitness businesses to about a half million dollars each by improving marketing, sales, and operations. Let's grow your sales and your clients. Hey, FBS listeners. So I am in Atlanta, Georgia. I just moved into this new house and I'm finally settled in. If you've been listening to the other episodes, I've been sharing how I was living in different areas during this coronavirus thing and kind of checking out different areas. Just, you know, one month here, one month there. I was in Serenby, Georgia, and then I was in Austin, Texas, and then in the hills, and then I was in actually Alabama for about a week. So it's been fun, but I have been super productive still. And as of listening to this, you should be able to purchase the, our new, our first product for trainers, which is an immunity boost fat blast fitness challenge done for you challenge that you can buy and start selling to your clients today. We designed it so that you would actually be able to get new customers with it through a user-generated content-like technique that we've integrated in the challenge. And we explain how to do this and also upsell them, which is really important because the goal is not just to create more sales, which is great. It's to get longer-term clients that you can keep training and have the steady base of customers online. I'm talking about trying to kickstart your online fitness business so that you have a strong 10, 15, 20 clients that you're training every week online or as maybe they're subscribers to your fitness video library or programming. There's a lot of ways to use it. And one thing I'm super excited about is another tool I have added to the program that you get when you sign up for the program is this dashboard. So 
I kind of love Excel and Google Sheets and I'm, I'm not an expert, but so I really wanted to make this central dashboard where you can see who's in your challenge, how many points they have, and I'll, we'll explain to you how to use a points system to motivate your challengers, how much weight they've lost. Because I find that the hardest thing is when everything is all over the place and you're running this challenge and you're like, oh, how many points does that person have? And then you're trying to encourage them to upgrade to a premium package. And then you're trying to get people to refer their friends because they're having such a ball on your challenge. But then how do you get them to refer their friends online? And how do you track all of these referrals that you might get? So the purpose of this dashboard is to solve a lot of that. It's a central place and there's multiple lead forms I created and all of the form submissions go to the same dashboard Google Sheet. So you don't have to go to a different place for every form and lose all those submissions. What's great is that we have different graphic sets. So if you're a yoga person, bootcamp personal trainer, there's a different set for like the modality you teach and you can customize the colors to match your brand exactly. From there, you can extract the graphics from the graphic sets that we created from you, put them in the form so they look like your brand, and then all of the forms lead back to your dashboard tool that we've created for you. In addition, there's a profit forecaster in the dashboard so that from the beginning, you can start with a business plan. You can say, I wanna get this many customers, I'm going to charge this much. So this is the how much money I'm going to make. For example, $129 for the challenge. And then I'm going to get 20 customers. And then even if you just get half of those people or 25% of those people to sign up for an ongoing program, you've just, I don't know, 10x your overall revenue for the year because they're likely to stay on for three to six months. So part of the idea is, yes, to make money, cover the costs of marketing and taking the time to put together the challenge. But the other part is getting these long-term customers that will stay with you for a while. So I'm super excited about it, and I'm going to actually discount it for this first release for the super discounted price, which I swear with one sale of this challenge, you've basically made your money back. I'm wondering if you could just give me some feedback if you like it, if what you want, what you would don't want, what could be different, any ideas you have, like a group brainstorming. And something exciting in the next episode, I'm going to announce a freebie immunity workshop course that I'm going to be giving out once I finish it, it's also working on it. So stay tuned for that. And if you're interested in the challenge, make sure to go to fitnesssecrets.co and get it while it's in its beta launch pricing. <laughs> All right, enjoy the show. Today on the show is Christian Leach, located in Calgary, Canada. He initially set out to be a teacher, but soon fell in love with personal training. He started in a big box gym like a lot of us, and then he found his way in leasing space and doing online training. He makes, I would guess, about six figures, and he can customize his schedule around his young family. In addition, he's really big into his charitable work and has raised over $125,000 for programs like Charity Water, the Salvation Army Adopt-A-Family. 
What's interesting about Christian is that he's found success really quickly as a personal trainer, which we all know isn't actually that easy. He actually grew his online business to having too many clients and all with free Facebook marketing. In addition, in this three-part interview series with him, we find out not only how he has found success in his career, but how he's made it work for his family life and who he is as a person. So I'm really curious how you got to this point, maybe even a little bit background of how you got into personal training and decided to take your business in this direction. All right. Yeah. So I've been uh, personal training for 15 years now. I first got into personal training because I did a lot of powerlifting and I coached a lot of sports and I was actually enrolled in the master's of teaching program to become a teacher. And then mm. I thought in the meantime, while I'm waiting for school to start, I'll, I'll do personal training just to kind of save up to pay for school. Yeah. And then I love personal training so much that I canceled my spot in the teaching program <laughs> and I've been training ever since. So, and then about three and a half years ago, I transitioned to some online training Mm-hmm. And I thought that I thought that the be all end all goal for me was to be a hundred percent online. But once I got to about fifty percent online, I thought, you know what, that's probably enough desk work for me. If I have a little ADD and I, I need to 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 be doing a variety of things and and there were some clients that I really wanted to still have that one on one with. So yeah, mm-hmm. probably your definition of a hybrid trainer. Oh, okay. Interesting. So could you start with what was the first, let's say one to two, you mentioned 15 years you've been training. What was the first one to two years looking like for you? Where, what, what type of training were you doing? I was, uh, I started at one of the big box gyms and I quickly realized that I wanted to work for myself, but uh, you know, I just wanted to gain the experience. So within about 10 months of being at the box gym, I found a gym where I could pay a lease and then quickly you know, kind of learn the ins and outs of running my own business. Yeah. So the, yeah, the first year was working for the box gym, getting versed in sales. I had no sales experience whatsoever. And, and for any of you watching, you probably know it at one of the big box gyms, there's a lot of consultations and a lot of sales. That was probably the toughest part for me. And then once I built a decent clientele, then there hasn't been a lot of sales involved since, at least on the in-person side of things, paying to rent space at a gym. That's what I've been doing the last 14 years. So. Oh, wow. Okay. I know you, you do currently do 50% of your uh, services in person. Is that at the, the space you leased in the beginning or you changed? No, I've been in that, that, that space ever since. I actually sought that space out and they, they said they didn't have room for any more trainers. And I just, I just kept bugging them until they, 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 they made room for me. The reason I, I like the space is because it, it's a bit of an older population and a lot of my clients are in that middle to older age population anyways. So I thought it was a good fit for them. There's a couple other gyms that had openings, but they were more, you know, a bodybuilding gym or, you know, the high intensity boot camp style gyms. And that wasn't necessarily the best fit for my clients. So yeah, that's why I ended up where I'm at now. And I'm you know pretty happy here. Obviously with COVID, we, we closed down and here in, in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, we just got noticed very surprise notice yesterday that we can reopen. So I'm just trying to help the management team here with that. So very okay. fresh. Yeah, I'm definitely going to ask you some questions about, of course, COVID, how you how it's working with um, your business. But just to go back to how you got started, since a lot of people are like, "Hey, I want to, I want to be on my own. I want to make that jump." And there's a lot of ways you could do it. So could you tell me a little bit about the lease? that you took on, is it anywhere like a percentage or is it just 
Like, how does it work? Well, it's it's just a flat monthly fee, and so okay. that can be overwhelming at first. So, if anybody's looking into approaching a gym to run your own business, often there'll be a, a variety of ways to pay. So maybe you pay per client. Maybe the gym wants to take, take a percentage of mm-hmm. each session, or maybe you want to pay the lump sum. If you don't have a lot of clients, paying that lump sum in the beginning probably is not going to work for you. But if you have uh, just a handful of clients, then maybe you want to pay, let the gym take a percentage of each session or just pay a drop-in fee for you and your client. What I've found is that gyms are, are in the city. I have a lot of friends in the industry. Gyms are usually willing to, to kind of ease you in rather than have that big lease to start. If you want to yeah, do the drop-in fee or something until you build up your clientele, try and work with them and talk with them. But if you do have a good client base, usually it makes more economic sense to just pay, pay your monthly lease. And then everything you make above and beyond that is, is, uh, is profit or can be re- reinvested in the business. So. Yeah. I like that. Could you give me some examples? Maybe I know it's going to be particular to where you are about what can someone, let's say it's a drop-in fee or a percentage. What would you imagine that would might look like? In a dollar amount? Yeah. Yeah. You know, probably in the $20 range per hour is what mm-hmm. was what a gym might charge, you know, plus or minus. I know some gyms have been 15 to $18 and some have been more to 25, but I would say that would be, that would be a reasonable expectation. Uh, mm-hmm. That's based on a trainer charging, you know, in American dollars, maybe somewhere around $75 a session for the hourly rate. Yeah. You could probably consider, you know, 20 to 25 of that going to the gym initially. But as you get busier and busier, if you're new at it, you know, if you start paying your lease, you can probably get that down to like $10 per, per hour that you're, you're paying to the gym. So. Hmm. Nice. And does, would you, how much would you expect? I know it depends on gyms and that's like, first of all, thank you. That's really helpful information. I think for people, the, the gym to support you, like you give you leads or is it sort of like you have your own leads? I, I really wouldn't, it depends on the size of the gym, but I would really wouldn't, when you're paying a lease, I really wouldn't expect much in terms of leads from the gym. It can be, mm-hmm. it can be different from gym to gym, but m- most uh, of the contract trainers I know in the city that are paying a lease, you're pretty much responsible for your own leads. That's why it is, it is advantageous to come to the gym already with some clients. And if you're giving them good service, then referrals are, are the name of the game. You know, you, you're, you get a client in good shape they start getting uh, compliments from their friends and then, and then they will tell their friends about you. Our gym does offer us uh, the ability to, to do, you know, consults with clients, but we, we don't have a lot or members, but we new members, but we don't have a lot of members here and we have seven trainers. So it is really dependent on the gym, but for, from what I've seen for the most part, you kind of want to be relying on, you know, referrals and, and your own online marketing as your, your primary pipeline for your business for sure. Okay. Okay. And that's, that's, mm -hmm. sorry, that's why it could be advantageous to start at a box gym where there's a, there's a plethora of people walking through the door to get that experience and maybe uh, build up a clientele first. So I see Uh, that makes sense. How about percentage? What uh, let's say instead of the dollar amount, they go with percentages. And I know the 25 of 75 is like 35%. What, what would you consider a percentage? Well, uh, you know, the box gyms here in, in Calgary, generally it's around 50% is what they'll, 
you can expect them to take. Right. And then as you, the, the systems are pretty similar throughout Canada is, you know, you're a brand new trainer, you start by charging X amount and the gym gets 50% of that. And then as you graduate, maybe you can get towards that 30, 35%, but that's mm -hmm. kind of your best case scenario really at these gyms is, okay, I can get to the point where I'm charging the client 75 an hour and I get $50 of that. That's probably best case scenario actually from mm -hmm. a, from a franchise gym. Yeah. Okay. What, so then if it's a smaller gym, maybe uh, similar to yours where it's more boutiques, would you imagine a different percentage? Yeah, like probably not actually. Like we, we don't have that system in place at our gym, but mm -hmm. that I think that the boutique gyms are, are, are pretty savvy to the numbers too. And it, it seems to be at least here in, in Calgary and Canada, kind of that's the consistent commission if you're not paying uh, a, a lease. Mm. But like I said, if, if you're, if you're paying that lease and, and, and if you built up a good clientele, you can probably get that down to the point where you're, you know, maybe when you do the math, your 10 to 15% is going to your lease and the rest is going into your pocket. So Nice. Okay. That's really good. And, and then in dollar amount, if it's a uh, per session, you, you meant, you mentioned it's almost like $15 per session. If you, you have a lease. Yeah. Yeah. You could, yeah. You want to kind of get that down to, you know, 10, 15, you know, 10 is usually my goal. If I can do the math of the hours I put into the gym versus my mm -hmm. lease, if I paid $10 an hour, then I feel pretty good about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a good percentage. Yeah. How many clients do you feel you need to get to make sure you're reaching that? Let's see, as I don't know if it's on a weekly or monthly basis, you think to yourself. Yeah, like I saw the, 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 the training sessions in packages and most of those packages, you know, some people are more, some people are less, but that's based on, you know, two times a week. So, mm -hmm. I mean, you're, you're, you're looking for about 20 clients. I mean, the one mm -hmm. thing you, you have to, that's based on twice a week. One thing, you, you know, you want to take into account is that clients will be traveling, clients will be sick. You know, for most trainers, it's a 24-hour cancellation policy where you know if they're canceling with 24 hours notice then you're not getting paid for that hour so you always kind of when you're doing your math you, you want to factor in the fact that maybe 15 percent of the book sessions each week might get uh canceled or rescheduled due to mm. you know in normal times not in covid times but due right. to illness or, or travel or whatnot what i've found is it's kind of a blessing and a curse but working with people that are middle-aged and older, they have a decent amount of disposable income to afford training, mm -hmm. but they also have that income to afford, you know, going off for a month or two. So you kind of, <laughs> you know, to travel, which is nice for them, but then not always nice for the trainer when you're looking to fill that spot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. My next question then is because I know that you have a specific group that you target. And I think that's yeah. really interesting to be, to have a strategy. I think, how would you describe your, what maybe we'll call them your customer avatar? Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, when I, when I ventured online, initially I just, just started advertising online training mm. and didn't get into that avatar or that niche, if you will, but I've, I've, I've isolated, you know, perimenopausal and postmenopausal women mm. and the you know the main the main reason I did that was because those are the people that I've worked with the most so I, mm -hmm. I you know if I'm an expert in working with anybody it's you know 
for whatever rhyme or reason over the years, you know, it seems to be women in that age group. The other thing too, is I, I, I see women in that age group often have the most challenges. So I think there's the most opportunity to help there. A lot of the women I work with come into the program with the belief that they can't lose weight. And maybe they've even been told that by their doctor or somebody, you're going through menopause, you can't lose weight. So I think I get an extra sense of pride when we have some success stories of people that uh, women that have tried everything under the sun and have failed. And then, and then it's like, no, you could do this. You know, mm-hmm. we just got to try something a little different here. So yeah, that's, that's, that's my niche right now. And initially when I started, it's called the fit woman for life program. Mm-hmm. I had a, a trainer, I designed the program and then I brought a trainer on board and she was in her early fifties. And so I think from a marketing standpoint, that was really effective, but online training just really wasn't for her. So I've been running it on my own ever since. Hmm. And referrals are really important in that regard, because when you see a, you know, a 39 year old guy, you know, being a specialist for women, I think some people will be like, well, well, you know, why is, why is it him and not a woman? But because I've had, you know, a few hundred women come through the program and know me, then they're able to re- refer people to me. Uh, and I can, I can do the thing on my own. So. Hmm. Okay. What year was it where you started to notice your, your customer avatar, like the typical customer you're working with and make that focus what year in your training career? I would say probably two years into it. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. when you're, when you're a new trainer, you're, you're taking on every single client in the world, every, you know, you're just looking for business, but I think, Again, just happen chance really is I started to work mostly with middle-aged women and they started to refer people to me. And I just, I was like, okay, this, I guess this is my, my specialty and I, I enjoyed it and I seemed to connect well with, with that avatar. So yeah, about, about two years in, but again, it wasn't necessarily by choice, but I'm happy it's worked out that way. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that's been a great opportunity. And uh, you might have seen, I, I ran a lot of life and fitness. We were women's focused and we had some different age groups, but that was, that was definitely one of the groups we focused yeah. on. What from, I'm curious because I think a lot of people are wondering if they should focus on a specific group, you know, create marketing for a specific group. I want to ask you some questions about this group. You mentioned it's also just an older group, so it could also be that, but how long do you see yourself working with this group? And you can uh, subgroup it by online versus offline, but like you get another client. How long do you usually work with them? It, it, it varies, but I, w- I would say the average amount of time is, is, usually, is usually three to four months. Hmm. You know, I, I package the, the women's nutrition coaching program in six and, and 12 week blocks. To be honest, 12 weeks is, is, is really the ideal time to, to really start to make those habit-based nutrition changes. So where they're getting a customized portion plan, Yeah. Uh, but in order to really, you know, meet, get to learn what makes that client tick and, and break down those barriers to weight loss and change habits, that usually takes 12 weeks. Now, someone might ask, well, why do you have a six-week option? Is some people aren't ready to commit to 12 weeks. That seems like a really big barrier to mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can get them in at six weeks and then, then get them to renew from there. But yeah, I find that 12 to, to 16 week range is, 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 is really optimal for, for getting them to create those habits and really getting them to, to buy into the process. I, I really try and preach a sustainable weight loss method. So we're not mm-hmm. going rapid weight loss. So you're going to have to add that up over the 12 weeks rather than 
expect dramatic changes over six weeks. In fact, for a lot of these women, the reason they've failed in the past is because they've always tried to make very quick changes to their diet and then Mm. it's not sustainable. So I weighed that up. Do I even offer this shorter term contract? Mm -hmm. And I think it's more to get some people in the door that are really hesitant. You know, Mm -hmm. you know, they need 12 weeks, but they don't know you and they don't know that they need 12 weeks quite yet. So Mm -hmm. Some of them do, but some of them don't. So that's why there's the six-week option, even though I do really try to stress that the changes we're looking for are more long-term. Mm-hmm. For I'm going to ask you later about how you kind of get them to sign up for the additional six weeks. But first, and before I forget that, but first I'm wondering about this client. So, so you find your, you're training them in person and online. And you you training you're training them between twelve and sixteen weeks. Do you train them after? Maybe let's talk about offline then. Are there some of them doing maintenance programs? What's offline the average? How long do you have this client for? Well, so the interesting thing is most of the women in my Fit Woman online program are strictly mm-hmm. online clients. Okay. And then and then most of the in person clients are strictly in person clients, but the. The Fit One program is a nutrition coaching program with with kind of some bonus exercise routines in there. Mm-hmm. Um, often the transition for those online clients is once we've realized the 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 weight loss goal, we might transition to exercise only online. That's usually what I try to do. Okay, now you've lost the weight. Now perhaps you want to elevate your your training prowess, and then and then you know I do pride myself on the fact and have to put my uh, money where my mouth is, is I don't want you to n- need nutrition coaching forever. I want to have taught you enough to be able to do this on your own. But then the next transition will be exercise only coaching because that can go on forever. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. And then, and, and then your, your second point to the, the in-person clients, most of my in-person clients kind of are staying with me indefinitely, oh. which is, which is great. You know, it's again, the demographic I work with, the nice thing is, is is there's financial security and a lot of them are doing this to quite frankly, extend their life expectancy. So they're, they're kind of in it for the the long haul. Mm -hmm. I have, I have trained a few people for fitness competitions and whatnot, but that's a very finite amount of time. I know there's off season programs and maintenance, but the middle-aged and, and, and older retirement demographic often they're, you know, they've got their budget worked out and this is a part of their life, you know? So Hmm. uh, there's more security that way, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a great client because you have to work so hard to get them. It's nice to know that then the the lifetime value is is long, a long time. Um, yeah. If anything, when I transition online and if anybody watching this, you know, if you started to do this, you probably have to make some decisions about which clients you keep. And, and, and there's that's it's almost like breaking up with somebody, you know, like you have to end that relationship with some of these clients that, that were in it for the long haul. You know, I've always tried when allocating more time to online and less in person to, to partner them with a, you know, a trainer that I think might fit well with them. But I guess it's a good problem to have, but that's been one of the tough ones when I went online and probably one of the things holding me back was like, Hey, I, I'm going to have to, to, to let some clients go, unfortunately, you know? Mm-hmm. And what was the reason you have to let them go? For is, all- Well, part of, part of going online is, you know, I have a part of, I think what really gave me the kick in the pants is I have a six-year-old daughter and a three-year-old daughter. And I was really tired of normal personal training hours, you know, tired of 
working early mornings, working evenings, working, you know, Saturdays. So I said, I want to buy back my weekends and my evenings. I do not want to be on, in the gym on evenings and weekends. And then I want to be able to, you know, my, my wife was working part-time the days that she's working. I want to be able to get out of work early afternoon and pick the kids up from their day home or from school or wherever. So that's why I had to, to, you know, any clients that fell in that uh, time frame, well, I had to make that tough decision. I, I, this, this time with my family now is, is more important. And because the online was going so well, you know, my finances were actually up, even letting the, the in-person clients go. So nice. Yeah. But I think so, that was yeah. a, an easier way to, to break up with them was it's not me. It's the time that you train, you know, like mm-hmm. kind of, it's not me, it's you, but it's not me. It's the time frame, you know? And I think that softened the blow a little bit. It wasn't because I didn't uh, like those particular clients, but if they're, if they were evening or weekend clients, it was just uh, unfortunately a decision that had to be made, you know? And yeah. I would say the, the, the quality of my family life and my relationship has improved exponentially since since giving up evenings and weekends. It's a, it is such a relief. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I totally get it. There's just certain times where to, to be working at those times, it's a big ask. (laughs) So uh, it's not the time, it's the time of day. I mean, it's not the amount of time. It's the time of day. Yeah. You probably noticed, you know, your gym, like early mornings, you know, it's booming in the evenings it's booming, but then that means you're committed to, you know, the bookends of the day, whereas a lot of jobs don't work that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm curious then, because I want to get into your online business, since that's really interesting. And you mentioned how it did really well. So what made you I know, so that was a great story of how for your family, you decided to go online, take that jump. And I know right now it seems obvious and it, and it worked out well, but I'm sure at that time it seemed risky. How did you end up getting online and creating your program? Did you have a coach? Did you find a program? I enrolled in the online trainer Academy with, uh, you know, Jonathan Goodman. I thought that was, that was a uh, really good information. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, and I, I started to follow other trainers online and see what they're doing. And uh, I, one of the easiest ways, cause I started just with doing the online training programs. One of the easiest ways, you know, for anybody watching is if you have clients in person that you don't see that often, or maybe they're traveling a lot. I initially started by transitioning in-person clients to online. That was the easiest thing rather than to, mm. to put some posts online and market to people that don't even know me was okay. You know, this person is so busy. They can only see me once a month in person, but I have this service now I can offer where I can send you all your programs. And even if you're traveling, you know, we can give you some body weight programs for your hotel room or, or something basic for a basic hotel gym. So that was, that was to me was the easiest way to, to, to transition online. I utilized the Trainerize app, like there's Trainerize and my PT hub and some like that. And then I had a very good friend who helped me film hundreds of exercise demo videos, which, you know, for anybody watching, that seems really overwhelming. And what we did was every Friday, we did as many videos as we could do in an hour and you add that up over a couple of months and there you've got your couple hundred videos there. I mean, mm-hmm. it, at, at first I was like, okay, you know, there's 25 different versions of a chest press that I want to do. And that's mm-hmm. just the chest press. This is going to just, but yeah, just keep chipping away at the, at the, at the videos and uploading those. But yeah, transitioning 
in-person clients to online, I think is the, is the lowest barrier way to do it. Hmm. Yeah. I like that. That's really smart. Clients already know you, they trust you. And again, if they're, if they're not able to see you very often, now you've, you've added value to your service for them and you can design those programs whenever you want. You can be sitting in your underpants at two in the morning if you want and design those programs. It's totally your time. Mm-hmm. And what does your service offer? Since some people do it very different. Some of them just have a library. I know you mentioned you do a nutrition specific program and some people literally train people in person via FaceTime or something. So what uh, does your service uh, provide to your clients? Okay. Yeah. So, so the, the fit woman for life program, that's a nutrition coaching program. So when people sign up, they get a customized portion based meal plan. And then they get access to a private coaching group for all of the women. And then they get access to a private coaching group for just me and them. And then we communicate almost every day on that group throughout the duration. I check in each group once a day. And so they have access to those groups and the, and the coaching. We check in more of a formal check-in every Sunday. There's a form they fill out and I review that check-in and then just adjust things as needed. And then, so that's a fit one for life program. They get a pre-designed program that I've created on Trainerize. There's kind of six months worth of programs there. There's a lot of startup involved in that, but now, now they're done. And then there's the exercise coaching clients where they get customized programs designed. Some of them would like one program a week and some of the more advanced clients might want three. And obviously the, the cost goes up the more programs they want, but that is, that is me taking all the videos that I've done and then just utilizing Trainerize and sending them out their programs works really well, particularly for clients that are traveling because they'll give me their, I really try to get them to give me their schedule ahead. And then some of them, we even know like, Hey, you're going to that same hotel you're at two months ago. You know, you sent me images of that. So I know what to plan exactly for you for that week. So a little bit more work that way, but it allows you to, to, you know, command a higher dollar value and give you your clients a better service, you know? Yeah. So, so what I'm hearing is for your fit woman program, you do a custom nutrition program. Could you tell me, does that mean you, how much work do you do to customize it for each person or is it just small modifications? That's a great question. Like it's a portion-based plan for anybody, you know, watching who's familiar with precision nutrition, it's something along those lines. The reality is the plan is far less valuable than the coaching that you're going to give them. But people expect a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, it initially took me a decent amount of time to do it because it's based on an intake form, which is based on age, height, weight, activity level, previous lowest weight, previous highest body weight. But as you go through hundreds of women, you, you find some that have almost the exact same intake form. And now you have, you know, Jane Doe, who's 50 years old, 150 pounds, very active, wants to lose 10 pounds and then Jay Doe number two comes in with the exact same intake form. You don't have to redesign that portion plan. There's nothing Hmm. unethical about going into Jane Doe number one's plan and tweaking it a little bit and changing the name provided that you're, you know, it's appropriate for the new client. So initially, you know, uh, building, and you can even build them ahead of time. If, you know, if you just write down a few kind of typical, specs. Maybe it's a 55 year old woman who's 190 pounds, wants to lose 40 pounds, is sedentary. You could build that that plan ahead of time and then, and then match somebody up to that. But the the portion plans can be designed quite quickly now. In the beginning, it took a lot of time, but I've 
you know, having worked with hundreds of women, you already, you already, you already, already kind of have it created. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So if someone is just starting out and they're in the first, like literally first zero to 10, how long could it take them to create one custom meal plan? It's a, it's a good question. I think like if a, a big part of it is if you've had any nutrition coaching yourself or if you have any templates to work with. So I personally have had three nutrition coaches and then I also took the precision nutrition coaching program. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, initially it was about a half hour per plan and then I've got it down to, you know, five or 10 minutes per plan now with probably even better quality than the half hour before. But I, I would really urge anybody watching. I mean, this is a more of a, a, you know, my, my coaching philosophy, but if somebody's looking for a plan for you to make from scratch, telling them exactly what to eat, that is going to take you a lot of time. It's probably not going to be worth your time. And more than anything, it's probably not going to work long term for them because they're just going to read whatever they see on that sheet of paper. And then when the program's over they're they're not going to know how to think off of that sheet of paper. Whereas my plan is a portion based plan based on servings of protein, carbohydrates, and fats. And again, then we coach them how to slot in any foods they wish into that plan. And they're making a lot of the decisions on their own, which is less work for you, but more successful for them too. So I've had clients. And when I was a younger trainer, asked me to make them, you know, okay, just give me a few days worth of what to eat. And I did the, you know, the spreadsheets and gram for gram. And that took me forever. Like, and I didn't enjoy it and I wasn't getting paid what I should for it. And if you tell somebody, Hey, yeah, well, okay, that's going to cost you $300 right. in the same right. way, but that's probably the value of your time to make a uh, very customized uh, meal plans. Mm-hmm. The other thing I did too, invest in a customized recipe book, which has, which really fits with, with the philosophy of the program, you know, no secrets here. Generally, most people were aiming for about a third protein, a third carbs, a third fat. So I sought out a company that could design a recipe book with that in mind. And then I was able to customize it any way I wanted. I think the company is called Fit Pro Recipe Books. I'll look that up. I can, I can let you know for sure. But people seem to really like that because I took each recipe and equated the portions to, to the, the portion plan. So it really gelled with the program. And I think it really had some, some wow factor that cost. It was 400 US dollars or so. So to me, to me, that's already paid for itself, you know, in, in terms of value for the clients. Yeah. And, and the beauty of that is that $400 has a hundred recipes, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks that fit with my program. And then if somebody says, well, tell me what to eat. I'm like, well, look at the recipe book, you know, because that matches up with your portion plan. And then again, they're doing, they're doing the work for themselves which saves you time and also makes them more successful. Hey, thanks for listening. Oh, I have three freebies. Number one, get your full edited transcription with bullet points of the key lessons from today's show on our website, fitnesssecrets.co. That's fitnesssecrets with an S at the end, .co. While you're there, subscribe to our newsletter, which gets you access to our monthly freebie marketing and operations content that you can use for your own fitness business. Freebie number two. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe to the show in your podcast player by hitting the subscribe button. Since the show happens because of listeners like you, could you also leave a review? 
If you email us your review at support at fitnesssecrets.co, you'll receive a complimentary one-hour coaching call with me and a $150 credit towards the first challenge that we will be releasing soon. Finally, freebie number three. We started the Fitness Secrets Facebook group. I know thinking and designing of new marketing campaigns, planning out your operations each month for your fitness clients is exhausting. Our goal is for the group to help you plan out your marketing, plan out your operations so you can get more clients efficiently. To join, go to facebook.com and search Fitness Business Secrets. Thanks so much for listening. I can't wait to talk to you in the next episode.